do, 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 do. All right, here we go. My name's Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is episode number 186 in Zen Parenting Radio. What this is, it's a discussion. You and I discuss things, we sweetie. We discuss things. Between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and practical dad. And we have three daughters, six, nine, and 11 years old. And our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. And always remember that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. I'll remember. Um, so topics this week. Uh, there's some information about an NFL player named Ray Rice, and we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, has a little bit to do with uh, domestic violence and mm-hmm. abuse and things like that. I got an app that Dr. Phil promoted. Uh, it's kind of an interesting app. Did he do that recently? I think it's recent. Okay. I can look it up. When was okay. that? It's so. And again, you're going to get into what the app is, but it's so interesting to me, like... The app was made available in October of 13, but he might now just be talking about it. I don't know. Okay, okay. So we'll talk about that. And then uh, we're also going to uh, recite a conversation that we overheard yesterday eating breakfast. Yeah, so yes. And and it's not about – the. It, we're not necessarily focusing on the conversation or trying to judge the conversation as oh, much. Oh, I'm judging. Yeah, I'm, I'm a judger. Judge. But as much as it was good <laughs> – information to explain how we can miss connecting with our child has to do with a grandma and a grandson or a granddaughter, granddaughter. Mm-hmm. and uh, so that'll be interesting okay uh, but first let's talk about uh, our first uh, partner that's dr kelly from the tree of life chiropractic yes. care um we go to her every week our whole family and she is amazing and for the most part she helps us stay healthy yes she does and you say the most part just because there's other aspects to staying healthy. Well, and she every, keeps us in alignment. Yes. And every now and again, you know, you get sick. but And that's I, not always a bad thing. It's not always sometimes bad. your body needs to do that. So um, Dr. Kelly, her number is 630-941-8733. And you can read more about uh, her business and her team at uh, com. So that's Dr. Kelly. Got it. Um, so Ray Rice plays for the Baltimore Ravens. And um, I'll really, really briefly go through this timeline. Um, on February 15th, uh, Ray Rice and his fiancée, uh, what's her name? Janae. Janae Palmer were both arrested on simple assault charges. February 19th, video surfaces of Ray Rice dragging his fiancée from an elevator, and that happened on TMZ. Mm. Not a big fan of TMZ, by the way. I know. I can't stand TMZ. I know. I mean, I know in this case, maybe it's exposing some things, but generally speaking, TMZ equals bad for me. Well, if they're focusing on just exposing things that helped the the world, then that'd be one thing. Um, but a lot of times they expose things that are just to make money. Well, and it's they're exploiting the privacy of these famous people mm-hmm. and they're profiting from it and just let these famous people alone. But then they'd say something like this, but look at what we did. Or they'll say, hey, we're just giving the people what, what they, they want. Need. Yeah. So we. Well, can, if we watch it, then we're telling them that's what we want. I know. We could place blame. I think they have a show on TV. Oh, don't yeah. They? they have a TMZ. Mm-hmm. Yikes. I know. I feel so sorry for these famous people. Well, and I feel sorry for people who feel like they need to work for TMZ because you've got to feel pretty lost if your job is about... Well, it's so funny because I remember hearing Jim Carrey talk about that. That he... What did he say? He just feels... And it might come out sounding not the way I want, but he feels sorry for them because they can be so much more. Yeah. And if their vocation is based upon taking pictures and agitating Alec Baldwin to the point where he starts going crazy... 
then you're not doing good things for the is world. Is that really what you're... And that's what they want. They want Alec Baldwin to freak out. Uh-huh. They want to cause him pain. So he will... Um, they want to cause whoever pain, you know, because it's not just him. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they get a snapshot of it and then people buy it and feel better about themselves because Alec Baldwin's a mean guy. Right. And we get to point at him and say, hey, look how bad he is. I'm better than that. I know. And the truth is, is I, you know, Alec Baldwin's not a good example because he's got quite the reputation. But you know I love Alec Baldwin. Well, because you've been watching a lot of 30 Rock I lately. do. Jack Donaghy is kind of funny person to me. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. It's just that I think sometimes we forget the humanness of people and we hold them up really high. Would it be the humanness or the humanity? The human, you're probably right, the humanity. And that doesn't mean that when, like I remember when he did a, he a really awful voicemail was leaked um, to his daughter to his daughter and and that's one of those things where it's like whoa you yeah. know he needs some help with this yeah. like um so i'm not saying he is beyond fault or judgment right. it's just i think sometimes when we um you know when and, and it's interesting because we're going to talk about that right now with ray yeah. about judgment i know um so following along with ray so on march 27th uh, Rice was indicted on aggravated assault charges. Rice had his charges upped from simple to aggravated assault after the case was presented by prosecutors to a grand jury. Aggravated assault carries a maximum sentence of five years, blah, blah, blah. And then on March 28th, they got married. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, you know. We don't know. We don't know. We're not inside the household. We don't know the dynamics of it. But really, we want to talk about how NFL the reason this is a bigger story than is because the NFL just came out with what the suspension was. So why did it take so long? I think it's just a process. I okay. Don't know. It's just Bureau- a bureaucratic. Yeah. So they finally came out and he was handed a two game suspension. Okay. And for those of you who don't know how long an NFL season is, each team plays sixteen games. So it's one eighth of the season. So give us an average, like if someone is caught smoking pot or or with drugs, like what what would their suspension be? Right. So um there's a guy named Terrell Pryor and he uh, was quarterback for Ohio State and he got a five game suspension for selling some of his memorabilia memorabilia Okay, memorabilia. Thank you. Um, in college. So he was basically profiting from his position got at it. Ohio State. So he got five games five for Five games for okay. that. Um, ben Roethlisberger got six games, eventually reduced to four after being accused, not indicted or anything, but accused of sexual assault in a bathroom in a Georgia club. And then Josh Gordon, who's on my fantasy football team, who's an, an amazingly talented wide receiver. I mean, he's just sick with talent. Yeah. Um, he will may now lose a whole year of his career because of repeated marijuana violations. Hmm. And now he most recently got a DWI. Mm, that's not but, well. But um, without getting into the specifics, um, you know, if you are caught taking performance enhancing, enhancing drugs, drugs, it comes with a much more severe penalty than allegedly hitting a woman. Hitting a woman. A woman. And a lot of people are calling Roger Goodell out. Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell? is the commissioner of the NFL. Got it. And he has... Uh, created this uh, perspective by the public and persona. the p- persona that he rules with an iron fist. And he is on the, he was on a Time magazine cover, and it was called The Enforcer. Okay. And he's just known to be a really heavy-handed... How long has he been the... Um, a good four or five years okay. now. So, so he's, he's been gradually kind of taking some serious so, ownership. So a lot of people are writing blogs, and a lot of people are speaking opinions saying, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't connect. You're saying, oh, you're such a heavy-handed guy, and yet... 
we have the police saying that he physically harmed her and all you're giving is a two-game suspension. And I think Todd and I really had to read through all this because we wanted to make sure we had whatever facts were out there before we discussed it. And one of the things that I kept asking Todd is the video that I watched was him pulling uh, this woman who is now his wife out of the elevator, and she is definitely unconscious. Yes. I mean, she is completely out of it. And so my questions to Todd were, was she drinking? And, mm-hmm. and please, people, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is an excuse. I'm, I'm wondering the whole story. Was yeah, she you drinking? Need the facts. Was, because what I was thinking is, did she pass out yeah. in the, you know, why do we think he hit her? Now, what Todd told me. Right. Now, you know, the, the police upped it from simple assault to aggravated assault. So it tells you that there was enough. They said they had another video Mm -hmm. that was not leaked Leaked to the public from the elevator where he punched her out. Right. So I wanted to make sure before we talked about this, that this was indeed an Mm. assault case because his wife did come forward and say, I'm sorry for my role in this. And we're like, well, what was the role? Right. That's between them. We're it's not a lot of know. ambiguity. It is. It is. Um, but regardless of the details, the bottom line is you don't hit girls. Right. For every person who's listening who has a son, after you teach him how to eat food and use the bathroom, the next thing you have to say is don't hit girls. Don't ever hit girls. Now, I have an interesting thing I, right. because obviously I agree. Yeah. Um, but I. what about the whole thing about Beyonce's sister? Kicking the crap out of Jay-Z in the elevator. Mm -hmm. And that's a woman really kicking the crap out of him. Well, and and we actually did a um, uh, a show on on Zen Parenting Radio, zenparentingradio.com slash 112 if you want to listen. And it was called Domestic Violence, It Can Happen to Men. Yeah, it can. So for the most part, most of the time in a male-female relationship, the man is stronger more physically capable of harming of harming that does not let women off the hook women you can't hit boy girls you can't hit boys either but if one thing you cannot do is if you're a boy you cannot hit a girl what what jay-z could have done was defend himself you know he didn't and it was interesting because one thing i want to say about that video is that it's i'm not i'm this is not a judgment i'm not making a decision or or saying this is where all my allegiance lies but when people watched that video, mm-hmm. it became funny. Mm-hmm. People laughed at it. Saturday Night Live did a spoof of it. I, you know, people, the, the video of Beyonce's sister, you know, kicking the crap out of, of did, Jay-Z. Did she hurt him? I don't know. Oh. I, but she was like, had her legs in the air kicking him. She had to be held back. Yeah. He, he did not, when I say he, he put his arms up and yeah. made sure he defended himself, but right. he did not hit or kick back, right. obviously. Um, and in our society believes that's funny, which it, it, he may not have been in any risk of harm. Yeah. May have, maybe that's why people find it funny. But the thing is, is I, I'm just saying that mm-hmm. just to make sure that everybody understands that there's a balance. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, going back to this story that we're talking about, um, it sounds like from what they have, he real he harmed her to the point of being unconscious, yeah. dragged her out of an elevator and, this is, you know, uh, you know, he was prosecuted for it, mm-hmm. and now he's only going to miss two games. Two games. It just gives you kind of that understanding of what people think about that, because yeah. like even his one of the quotes that Todd showed me, this was the one that really got me, was his coach Harbaugh. John Harbaugh said he made a mistake. Okay, mm-hmm. that was his quote. And Harbaugh has a daughter, and if his daughter was knocked unconscious. Would he just say to that boyfriend, oh, you just made a mistake? Right. 
because I think sometimes we look at a couple who is arguing or fighting and maybe his wife is not well loved or liked or maybe she ha- she can be sometimes verbally abusive and she has her own issues. So we kind of rationalize right. that behavior. Right. And I think that's where we start to dehumanize. Mm-hmm. We start to kind of say, well, that's other people. That's not me. Right. But how would you feel if your wife, mother, sister, or daughter were abused, knocked unconscious by a man? Mm-hmm. Would that be a big deal to you? Sonny Corleone. Remember what happened to him in Godfather 1? Yeah, that was his sister. His sister was getting beat up, and it was like a total plan ploy to go kill Sonny oh. uh, because they knew that he would go bananas. Totally. His his sister called him on the phone, said... Adrian. She, yeah, Adrian from Rocky. <laughs> say, Talia Shire, mm-hmm. right? Uh, says to Sonny, he beat me again. Sonny goes ballistic, gets in the car, races over, and then there's a plan to execute Because they knew they that he would retaliate. Yes. Or that he couldn't... So, um, that's a great question. You know, your wife, your daughter, your mom, whoever, put yourself in that position. If you think that there's a guy out there hurting her, you're darn right you're going to get cavemanish about it. And do you think that when we're talking about things like suspensions, do you think that um, even though the other things are completely illegal to using marijuana or, or mm. enhanced or drugs or selling paraphernalia, mm-hmm. but do you think that that hitting someone and knocking them is less big of a deal. Of course not. Right. And it's a pers- it's a perspective. It is a perception that's getting created from and there might be information that Goodell has that we, we don't, don't have. have but right. here's the problem. It doesn't matter. All we know is what they're letting us the know. Perception. And if if I mean it's all over the internet. Two games for allegedly knocking your fiance out. Unconscious. Unconscious. Mm-hmm. And then dragging her. Yeah. There's there's something wrong with this. There's something I think why it bothers me is there's this kind of weird acceptance that we're like this is their life. Like a lot of the uh, the other videos that Todd showed me, a lot of his um, fellow players are saying things like, "Well, we know this guy, and this is not him. Mm-hmm. This is not his character. This is not who he is." But he did this. Right. That doesn't mean he's then all bad. Mm-hmm. But we can't pretend that this is just this weird one night incident right. and. This is something he has to take ownership for, mm-hmm. and he can move past it. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, but he it's like we're breezing over it. Mm-hmm. And what it does, this is the bigger picture, everybody. It sends a message to women. To boys. To boys and to, to other, other players in the NFL. Hey, if I do this, tolerated. it's really not that big of a deal. Exactly. I might lose two. No, I think he got fined $500,000. Sounds like a lot of money. But not in Compared there. to the totality of his contract, I don't think it's that much money. But you're right. The message that it sends to the other guys that are playing in the NFL right now is, if I get caught beating my wife, I'll lose two games. Mm-hmm. And I can I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. If he was like the, the um, L.A. Clippers owner who was just forced to sell his team for the racial yeah. slurs. I mean, I'm not for racial slurs, but this is an uninformed old white guy who said these horrible things that are from that he has probably uh, supposedly been saying for forever. Right. He just got busted. And the, the commissioner of the NBA said, okay, you're done owning this team. We have the right to remove you from mm-hmm. ownership. And that was, you know, a historical decision. And you know why I feel like that happened? And in, 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 in a way, I'm excited about that because that gives you the idea that public tolerance is it, that we're not, we we're, not we're not okay with it because there was a lot of African-American players on the Clippers that says, 
I'm going to I'm not going to I'm play for this play. team. Right. So it wasn't tolerated, but our society will tolerate mm-hmm. this violence against women. I know. Well, well, I'm saying that, but at the same time, you and I are talking about this right now, and people are writing blogs but about it. But we want the informed, we want the smart people, like the commissioner, who, to make good decisions on behalf of what's best for everybody. And and unless there's something that you, information you and I we don't need, have, not know everything. something's not connecting. Yeah. It's, it, that's the thing, is I think that's why people are writing about it, because they're like, what? Two games. You know, like, wh- what's going on? And some people say, well, but they're married now, and they're happy now. There's a lot of people who are married who are being abused, mm-hmm. and maybe that was a one-time deal. Again, we don't know, mm-hmm. but the message, the perception of it, mm-hmm. is um, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's it's a um, it may, it's a head scratcher. Yeah, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. Yeah, because I don't know what it is, but you get caught smoking pot. You know, all you're doing is hurting yourself. Right. If you're going to smoke pot, and and pot is even legal in so many Certain places states. now. Yeah. So even that is weird. It's weird yeah. and. So anyway, I, I would like to wrap up that conversation because I don't have much more to say about it. Um, the only other thing I want to say is, and this was more in my hit and run thing that I wanted to talk about. And, okay. it, and it's a little bit related to what we're talking about. Okay. I wanted to say, where are my notes? Hit and run topics. You and I talked about how we have to, we need to allow our daughters to date jerks. Right. Do you remember when we talked yeah. about that? Oh, yeah, for sure. So now this is kind of weird to say this right after this discussion, yeah. but... Um, you know, if if our daughters, our sisters, our wives, our moms are in an abusive relationship, you need to get them the heck out of there. Yeah. But in the context of what you and I were talking about that day was um, the only way, not the only way, one of the ways that our daughters are going to learn how to find their future husband is to let them date guys that you don't want them to date. Mm-hmm. I mean, that happened... To you, I'm guessing, well, right? Well, for sure. Here's the way to look at it, because sometimes the language can make it sound... Right. It can discombobulate what message we're trying to send here. In life, you often date people that may not be right for you. Mm-hmm. That process, you know, where your friends or your parents or whatever aren't really into this person you're into, that process is a learning experience of what you may want in the future. Right. There are some people that that never happens to. Right. They kind of always date someone that's really nice or really great or they only date one person and that's who they end up with. But there are some people that need to kind of find, it's kind of like, you know what, let's take it off of dating because that gets too scary. Mm-hmm. Like friendships. Yeah. Sometimes you have to have a friend who's kind of a jerk to then recognize when a friend is super loyal. Right. You'll be like, wait a second, okay, you're friends with this person for years and they kind of always drop the ball and they're always jerky. And then you meet another person and they show up when they say they're going to show up. They they say kind things. They do kind things. And you're like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. This is friendship. This feels good. That doesn't. That's the – you start to recognize it, life is about experiences. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to create negative experiences for my daughter and mm-hmm. say, hey, go date jerks. That's right. not what it is. But sometimes we have to – if it's more serious, where there's something abusive or drug-related, yeah, you got to get Different your butt story. in there. Different story. But if it's like – it's not necessarily who we would choose mm-hmm. or it's – then there's that sense of it's not easy mm-hmm. because you and I aren't there yet. Yeah. So it's hard for me to say, oh, do this, do that because emotionally I'm not there. But right now, let's hypothetically say that one of our daughters had just a friend who sometimes doesn't – And we've tre- had that. Treat her very yeah, well. Yeah, we've had that. And we, right. we could prohibit mm-hmm. or ensure that our daughter is not exposed to this person or these people outside. But 
this is how she learns. And then she you doesn't learn that out. She doesn't learn yeah. everything from us. No. We need to allow life experience yeah. and let her say, oh, I don't, it doesn't feel good when I go to Betty Lou's house or something like that. You know what? My friend Annie uses the language natural unfolding, mm-hmm. that sometimes you just have to let things naturally unfold. And it's very hard it's to do. It's very hard to do because you have to be very self-aware about, am I imposing myself? The, the thing that I try and do with the girls when they're in that kind of situation with friends or with a teacher or, or they're having a hard time with someone and I notice that they're kind of in the midst of discomfort is I try and make myself available in a how can I support you? Can we talk about this? Or oftentimes I'll share a story that's similar to theirs. Like right. when I was your age, I had this too. You know, here, do you want to talk about tools that you can use? Because the truth is, is you, you really shouldn't go in and fix it for them. Right. I mean, as long as there's no safety issues, they got to learn how to do that. Yeah. They got to let, you got to let it naturally unfold. And sometimes it's a very natural, beautiful thing. And sometimes it gets a little mucky. And sometimes it's really challenging to, um, watch your daughter get hurt. It is. It is. It, but what's great is like, and again, I want to stay very, no names here, Todd, and don't get specific about our girls because I, um, but I have watched one situation specifically where one of our daughters had, was really challenged and it was kind of hard to sit in that with her when she was younger. It was mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And then now when we talk about it, she's got this crazy strength around it. Right. Like she she built up not a wall of protection, right. but a sense of herself where when when this child still says things to her, she has a sense of humor about it. It almost is like she's like it like bounces off for her. Right. Where she kind of sees it for what it is and she doesn't take it in as truth. But she had to go through the phases to get there. Right. If we would have just like said, you can't hang out with this person or, oh my gosh, never talk to people like this, it would have been a fear. Yeah. She would have developed a, a fear or she would have never developed that thicker skin because mm-hmm. I almost feel like out of all the girls, she's the one who can tolerate that the best because yeah. she had this experience. She sees it mm-hmm. for what it is. She recognizes it and she uses, pinpoints it. She uses that experience in making decisions in about future, future. Yeah. and about choices that she makes. Do you want to go do this? Do you want to be with this person? You know what? The best choice for me is this because I can tolerate, but she's completely felt, yeah. you know, and she's pretty young. I mean, yeah. she's going to have many more, but there's a part of me that's very at peace yeah. with that experience that she had because it really, it shaped her. It's kind of like how my friends are jerks, sweetie. Why are your friends jerks? Well, we love? had a party last night. Yes. An 80s party. Yes. I took a third place in the dress-up costume contest. Todd was, we'll post this picture, Todd was Joel from Risky Business. So for those of you who have seen pictures of Todd or know Todd and know that he looks like Tom Cruise, it was a really good costume. He wore his underwear, too. I did. And he almost wore his underwear with nothing under it. But I I said, Todd, put something under your underwear. You found it. To Should have karaoke to this song. I tried, remember? I couldn't I pull it up on Spotify. Because it's on iTunes. Ah. So, um, anyways, yeah, my friends are jerks because we um, had a party and I invited my friends and Sweetie invited her friends. I, my college friends were in town. And your friends flew in, <laughs> drove in from the city, from other states, and had a glorious time. Mm-hmm. My friend... One of my friends who flew in didn't even bother to show up, and my other Chicago friends were too busy. They they were doing other things. Well, you know what I said to Todd today is that even though you know he's kind, of, 
<laughs> Those are for my friends. Those are for your friends. Yes, they were lovely. Can I tell a story about this 80s party is that I wore roller skates and all night because I was Kira from Xanadu. Will you pull up Xanadu so you can play the song so people know it is? Does it start with an X? X-A-N-A-D-U. So Kira was Olivia Newton-John. Oh, I like Olivia Newton-John. I know. And so I had the whole costume and I roller skated all night. And then, you know, I had a few drinks. It's my birthday. A couple, two, three. And so I kind of lost track of how my feet felt. Mm -hmm. You numbed it out. And my feet, when I took my skates off, I couldn't feel my toes. Mm. And I still can't feel my left big toe. What do you think about that? I think you should have gotten bigger skates. No, they were the right size. I think it's just skating and putting that pressure. Did you fall at all? Never. Not once. Did Megan Lee fall? No. Megan Lee wore roller skates too. She did not fall. We did very well. And I went up and down stairs in skates, Todd. I saw that. I had people helping me. I wasn't being a total idiot. Um, You know, I was being thoughtful about one person on one side, one person on the other. Um, But the best was when we left, there was nobody on the street because it was kind of late. And I just roller skated down the street. And I totally felt like Kira from Xana do mm-hmm. because that's from 1980 and when I was a kid I used to skate to that album all the time so when we were thinking about this 80s party I was like you know what I know exactly who to be Olivia Newton-John that's right man is this the song yes I've never heard of this movie I've never heard this song But for the guys, I, wa- I actually watched a little bit of it yesterday because you're playing it. Swan from the Warriors is in it. Is he the main guy? Yes. Yes. Swan. And it was weird seeing Swan not be a mean guy because he's kind of a being with Olivia. Yes. All right. So um, partner number two is Dr. John Kelly. We're going there tomorrow morning to get impressions for uh, our two daughters mm-hmm. who are getting expanders. Expanders. And, uh, and the whole idea behind that is he doesn't believe in the traditional orthodontic way of doing it. Um, And the reason for that, and we said this a little bit last week, is when you wire your teeth together in such a way, the way traditional orthodontics do, sometimes it's at the expense of your facial development. It's at the expense of the way you breathe, the way your jaw, how everything is connected. Basically what Dr. John Kelly focuses on is alignment for the teeth that's in the best alignment for the entire body. He looks at the whole picture. So um, that's we're going this route, and we'll kind of walk you guys through it as we go through it. So um, if you live in the Chicagoland area anywhere, people come from all over to see him. Um, it's a 5350 West Devon Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 773-631-6844. And his website is Chicago Dentist Online. And obviously he does regular dental. And, yes, you know, he does all the regular and, stuff. Yeah, so if you just need a teeth cleaning, He's your man. go for it. He's great. Um, all right, so we were having breakfast yesterday. Okay, so we're having breakfast and Todd and I are, um, I tend to have this thing where I can hear everybody else at the table, yes. at other tables. Yes, so we'll be talking and... You'll say, you hear what's going on? And I'll be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And it's because somebody, you know, sometimes the tables are really close. And you just have an ability to, like, I can block stuff out really easily, whereas you pick up on the conversation. pick up on it. And these are not people we know. I'm not trying to pick up on the conversation because I want gossip. It's I can just hear them. There is no guys because you don't know who these people are. I don't know who they are. Um, But one of the stories yesterday was there was a grandma with her little girl. And I'm going to be the little girl. You're going to be the grandma. Or do you want me to be the grandma? Are we going to role play it? Yes. Okay. So you be the I want to be the little girl. Okay. 
I'll tell you a story, Grandma. I was at the pool running with my friend. <gasps> Wait a minute. Why were you running at the pool? I don't know, because I like running. Don't you know that running at the pool is against the rules? Yeah, but I was just running. Well, you're going to have to learn the hard way then. Okay. Conversation and over. And And when I say conversation over, the little girl turned around mm-hmm. and was like, okay. So the, I think somebody might hear them being, okay, what's the big deal? It, it, it's a small deal and it's a big deal all at the same time. And I'm sure that you'll have some thoughts on this, but the girl was excited to tell her grandma a story. And I think we as parents and grandparents stop that, interject our own opinion of it, um, and really just kind of pull the life out of this girl's story. We miss, I think like when I hear a thing, because I hear those things all the time. I watch those things. You know, they happen all the time where a kid is like, they come to share something with you and, and we, they're about to talk to you. And then you start saying, what's wrong with your hair? Yeah. You know, you've got something on your face and you're like missing this moment of connection. Your child is coming to you to connect with you and tell you a story. And you, you're completely disconnected from what the energy of this experience is. When I talk to parents about stop talking so much manage your judgment Mm -hmm. and listen. This is an example of what I'm talking about where you may have, you may have the thought in your head, Oh my gosh, they're running at the pool. And maybe you bring that up later, but not don't, 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 but listen to what your child is saying. Yesterday, grandma was running at the pool. What happened? Blah, 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 blah. Oh my gosh. You just connected. Connection, relationship building, deposits in the bank account. You have just listened to your child, seen them, heard them. But when you put your own stuff in there and say, I'm going to teach, I'm going to judge, I'm going to tell this child why they need to not do that. You have just completely disconnected. And then your child will get in the car and you'll say, hi, hon, tell me about your day. And they'll say, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Why don't you ever tell me about your day? Right. It was good. You don't tell me anything. Well, you know why? Yeah. Because when I tell you stories, you shut me down with all the things I did wrong. And this doesn't mean that you're going to be like this all the time. You can't be. Like, you're going to get, we're parents, for goodness yeah, sakes. Yeah, we judge We're going to get frustrated. Yeah. We're going to totally. interject. We're going to, you know, teach even when it's at a time where it's not appropriate to teach. But all we're asking is have the awareness to maybe teach less <laughs> and or listen more yeah let's you know let's go to you'll say well then what can i do just listen because they may have even be describing i'm running at the pool and they're not really even running right. that's like a minor detail right. and you're so focused on making sure you do the correct parent thing and the paradigm shift is the correct parent thing is listening and connecting yeah that's your, you know, people be like, well, my job is to control this no, and control that. It's no, it's not. That's a, that's a secondary job. Exactly. That's a, that's a set. Your job is to give this child a place where they can share their stories, feel supported, feel heard. And then maybe like if, you know, say this was one of my children, I was running at the pool, I was running. And then this funny thing happened. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. An hour later, when we get home in the car, you know, honey, when you were telling me that story about running, one of the things that ran through my mind is isn't running at the pool against the rules or, you know, tell me about that. Oh, I wasn't really running. I was just, oh, okay. You can still, you don't have to. Let them have their moment. Let them have their moment. But a lot of parents, why I'm bringing this up, Todd, is a lot of parents will say, well, you're just letting your kid do whatever they want, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You can bring it up, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be at the cost Mm -hmm. of losing the connection. Right. Because these, uh, I think in the beginning, these moments happen all the time. Right, right. And then all of a sudden your your kid turns 12. You're like, Oh, she doesn't she really doesn't talk, talk to, to me, me that anymore. much more. Right. And then when they turn 16, they really don't talk to you at all. 
if you can cultivate this stuff when they're six, it'll make it a little bit better when they're 12 That's right. and a little a bit better, better when, when they're, they're 18. 16. And, you know, fast forward to the domestic abuse thing. It's all connected. My guess is, let's say Ray Rice did punch his fiance. Let's just say he did that. My guess is there was there, something went wrong Communication in his breakdown. psyche. Yeah. Not just between he and his fiance, but as a little boy, yeah, like it's all connected, right? Absolutely, oh yeah, absolutely. The ever, our behavior is connected to a lot of past experiences that we've had. We are the accumulation of our past, past experiences, experiences, and we either learn from them or we subscribe to them. That's right. We we either can, we call them truth, right, or we subconsciously believe they're true right. because sometimes we can't even be clear right. about what is it that I believe. But the point is, is that it's one of those, you know, when people say Todd and I now, because of Dr. Shivali's book, the conscious parent has been out for a while. People will text an email and say, how can I be more of a conscious parent? What can I do? What can I do? And there really is no like magic thing. Consciousness. It's not even about, as Todd will always say, it's not even about being a conscious parent. It's being a conscious person. Right. So the practice is, how do you connect with people? Your child, your grandchild, your significant other, your sister, your friend. Are you a listener or are you a judger? Mm -hmm. Are you kind or do you need to win? Mm -hmm. Do you allow someone to share their emotion or do you get uncomfortable and leave? Do Do you see what I mean? Like... Every the thing about consciousness is you don't need to wait until next Wednesday. Yeah. You can do it right there. Right. In this moment, am I being aware of what I'm doing? Like you know, dumb thing here, but Todd and I were just driving home and I realized that majority of that drive and part of, part of it was because, you know, I'm a little more tired than usual, but I was kind of on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Whoa, bring my attention back." It doesn't even have to be in relationship to other people. It's relationship to myself right. and the cars around me. Bring it back. Mm-hmm. Stay where you are. Notice the, you know, I wasn't afraid I was going to fall asleep. But sometimes we get into those places of where we're like, we'll be like get in the car and then we get home and we don't even remember the drive. You know, you know the deal. Our problem is as parents, we want to teach and impart wisdom on our schedule. And rarely, what are the odds of that happening? Like maybe you say, okay, at dinner time, we're going to have a good talk about current events. Or and then I a, can check it off my list. And we're going to have a good talk about, you know, drugs and alcohol at the dinner right. table. The time to teach is when your kids are kind of opening the door already. I mean, we could still try to have these wonderful conversations over dinner sure. or kind of force feed it or, or create it. Create it, yeah. Intentionally. But a lot of times you got to be ready. You, you got to be ready to jump in when they are. And and here's a way to look at this. You know, when Todd's talking about we got to be ready to teach, and sometimes what we want to teach is how to be a good listener. Yeah. If, you know, when we say, oh, my kid talks all the time and they never, you know, they never shut up. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not blaming, but is that common in your home? Mm-hmm. Like, is anybody good at listening to each other? Are they learning a skill yeah. about how to listen? Because one thing I think about when I'm talking to my girls is when I'm talking to them a certain way, I'm teaching them how to talk. So... If I'm going to be disrespectful, which has happened before, mm-hmm. I've been in bad moods, mm-hmm. but if I'm going to do that, I better correct that eventually or apologize for that or they're going to learn that that's okay to do to other people. Right. So when we say I want to raise a respectful child and we use fear, guilt, and shame yeah. to raise a respectful child, right. we're really teaching them to be fearful, shamed, and guilty. Yeah. So we're missing- That's a recipe, not for disaster, but it's a- For, for a negative internal dialogue. Yeah. We're creating a really, um, there's a whole chapter in my book about this. We're creating a fierce critic 
in their head. Mm -hmm. And we're doing it out of, this is the weird thing, we think we're doing it out of love Mm -hmm. because we're trying to care for our child and we're trying to teach them the right way and we really love them and we want them to know the right way. But what we're role modeling is the wrong thing. I know. We're we're forcing judgment. We're we're telling them how to be. We're scaring them instead of just being kind. If you learn how to be kind if someone's kind to you. You learn how to have strong character if someone around you has strong character. That's how you know. And that, you know, even me as a, a 43-year-old woman, almost 43. Yeah, my Tuesday. Birthday's in a few days. I have a vision board that I put people on that vision board who I feel have strong character. You're surrounding yourself with, with sources of inspiration. Because there's so many people on the news and people in the world and people in life who don't inspire I, me. I walk through airports all the time and they always have CNN on or whatever. And I know, I, I say this respectfully because there's probably plenty of you know news people that listen to this show. They just kind of watch they the, love news. the news. Right? Oh, my God. I mean, I know we've said this a million times, but no wonder people are jaded. And feel yucky a lot. Because they watch yuckiness. Find out whatever your inspiration is, whether it's reading a book or subscribing to a good YouTube channel like Soul Pancake. Right. Dwight Schrute from uh, The Office. Yeah. He's got a channel called Soul Pancake, and it's all about uh, understanding human spirit and connection and love. Like, balance balance your CNN time with some Soul Pancake time. Or instead of watching CNN at the airport, if you knit... Bring your knitting. That mm-hmm. brings you joy. Bring a book you love. Listen to your favorite music on your phone. Like we have choices, but we go for the easiest, which is I'm going to sit and stare. Yeah. And we all do it sometimes. Like I, Todd was saying, I watch 30 Rock sometimes. I watch the same episodes over and over again. Sometimes I need that little bit of numbing. Yeah. There's, I'm human. Yeah. But I also balance that with how do I start my day? What do I read during the day? Yeah. What am I looking at during the day? What does my vision board have? What do I have in my office? What do I have around my home? You know, it's like the things that we hold dear, we can't expect to keep our ourselves up if we're surrounded by negativity. Right. Um, you mentioned a book. Now, I know you have two books, but what's this chatter about the third book? So my third book is being published, That's and a- it should come out uh, beginning in December. Yay! Yay! And there's I, my working title is The Power of Self-Aware Parenting, Living What You Want Your Kids to Learn. But I don't know if that will be the title or next. We're still working through those cover ideas. Yeah, and I just felt it was a good time to kind of throw that teaser yes. out for what's what's ahead. Well, it's starting. The process is starting. It's already been edited. We're you know we're kind of getting it all ready to go, and it should be ready to go before Christmas, maybe around Thanksgiving. But December first is my real deadline, mm-hmm. and um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to share it. I'm very proud of it, um, and it's very it's similar to my other books, but it's much bigger. Mm-hmm. But I still write in a very anecdotal way because it's how we talk on the show we we talk about rather than saying here's how you should think it's here's my experience and here's what's learned and some of it's professional some of it's personal some of it's other people's stories um and each chapter is completely uh you know each chapter is like two or three pages three or four some of them are a little longer but it's like everything we talk about on the show so i'm really excited to share it and guess who wrote the foreword for my book who not the president of the united states guy's a chump not Tim McGraw. That guy's a chump. No, he's not. Oh. I love Tim McGraw. My husband, Todd Adams, wrote the forward. I did. He did. I'm a forwarder now. He's put a that on writer. my Put that on my business card. Yes, I love that. Todd Adams, forwarder. Yes. I, I'm one who forwards. And one one thing I said to Todd the other day, I was, I was just writing my dedication, and I wrote 
to T-J-C-S-N-G. That's Todd, J.C. Cameron, Skyler, and Greeley. And I thought, are people going to think I'm crazy because my rabbit is part of my dedication? What did I say to you? You said, do you want to do it? Who cares? Who cares? But it's just so funny because the the reason I dedicate to them is because they're what inspire my self-awareness and my joy, and they remind me to be aware. And Greeley reminds me. And Goldie. And I love Goldie, but Goldie doesn't really remind me to oh. be aware. Goldie's our goldfish. Yeah. I love Goldie, and I feed him daily. But Greeley's, he's like, he's an interesting he's little, Zen, He's the Zen bunny. He's Zen bunny. Um, all right, promotional, because we like to talk about the promotional stuff when our diehard fans are listening who might actually act on some of these ideas cool. we have. August 9th, which is coming up, Green Fair on the Fox in Batavia, Illinois, from 9 till 3 on Saturday um, August 9th. I think it's a Saturday. I don't know. Um, and that'll be in our show notes. September 11th, we have a screening at Field School. We partnered up with Field PTA of a movie called The Race to Nowhere. Um, that will be in the show notes too. And it's free. So you just got to sign up. So September 11th, um, what else? We have that Amazon link. So if you ever shop for Amazon, go through our website first. It doesn't cost any extra to you, but it actually helps fund our BU um, company a little bit. Um, and we haven't gotten a review in about two weeks. <gasps> but we still love you listeners. We do love you. And just to review, we say this every time, the the doing an iTunes review is not just to make Todd and I feel good about who we are. If you wanted to give a, a five-star review, it's because it helps other people find us. Yes, it's a so, search engine optimization thing. Exactly. Like on iTunes and Spotify and everything, if there are reviews, then it's easier to access. And so it's one of those things that we can't do ourselves. Right. You know, we can market and do all these things, but we have to ask other people to review. And even if you just wrote five stars, great. You know, you don't have to write yeah, a long thing. It doesn't have thing. to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. Although we, we like the big it. things, too. I do. You know why? Because they say very nice things. Yeah, and they take a little time. Yeah, it's we appreciate me- it's that. It's meaningful. It uh, we have a voicemail option. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on the show, go ahead and click on that. That's on ZenParentingRadio.com. It uh, says voicemail or something on that. Um, and if you just want to directly donate to BU, we can do that uh, too, I think. on Do, Where's my donate button? KathyCAdams.com. Okay. Where would they find it? Just on uh, Kathy CAdams? At the bottom. Okay. Somewhere on there. It just says donate to BU. Okay. And if you're wondering, comments at ZenParentingRadio.com. We'll find it for you. Um, wow. We did a lot of promoting there. Okay. We got lots to promote. All right. So what else you got, sweetie? That's it, honey. I'm going to go relax, and I'm going to watch Billy Bob Thornton on Masterclass. That's right. Another source of inspiration. He's got a story. He does. I'm interested to hear what he has to say. Uh, Anything else, sweetie? Last words of wisdom. Kathy Cassani Adams. This is the last time you'll hear me talk as a 42-year-old woman. Next time I talk to you, I'll be 43. So much wiser. And I'm going to say keep trucking. Keep on trucking. Adios. Bye.